Welcome, everybody, to another Lap Zero podcast. Lap 36 is coming at you. Uh, I don't know. We've, we've heard that there's Ken Schrader. Maybe maybe it's his episode, um, but I don't know. Um, Norman's saying it's it, yes. So we're going with uh, Ken Schrader. I don't really remember what number he drove. 36. Apparently he drove a 36, <laughs> yeah. What but, was that dip that Norman used to eat with his chicken that we called him weird for? Is that what he's eating right now? I don't oh. know what he's eating. I never know what he's eating. What was but. that dip, Norman? The wham, Asian wham zing dip? Uh, the, the Asian hell? zing. Yeah, yam yam. <laughs> zing bing. <laughs> <laughs> I just see Anyways. him there munching. I'm like, oh no, it's that Asian zing sauce again. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we're going to get into a little bit of NASCAR. Um, of course, you know, what, a couple weeks ago, Indy ended up, um, you know, closing out their thing. So. We've got a Japanese Grand Prix, a little bit of a recap on that, and then we will get into some 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 stuffs that uh, hopefully everybody's good on. Um, but yeah, the NASCAR playoff uh, is going on. I don't know if anybody had time to tune in, see that little shenanigan of a race there in Texas. I did watch Deep it. Deep in the heart. Did anybody else, or is it just me again? I figured Dave didn't go, right? The Dave, stars Dave's... at night. No, I didn't go. It's too Dave, hot. Your track dude. sucks. I'm sorry. Dave. I don't care. I don't care if you're from Texas going to that place when it's 100 and whatever. What was it in the cockpit? It's like 120 degrees or something. I heard 140 <laughs> track him. Is yeah, that right? No. Like the pavement, it's like the asphalt? Hot. It's a bowl. Yeah, that's ridiculous. There's no wind. You know, the beer's expensive. If you, you can bring in your own, you know, we've been over that, but still like, no, I just, my, my kid was going to get all red faced and angry and stuff. So hey, shout yeah. out to NASCAR. It's still BYOB. You know what I mean? I like yeah, that. Thank, you thank can God. do that. We love you. NDS too at Barber. Everyone, but formula one really. And well, WC, like, you want and beer? $37. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and, and the state poor. fair. I found out the state fair this last weekend. I went to here in the great state of Oklahoma. Um, yeah, it's pretty expensive. Everything's expensive. It costs for four adults. It was like $62. Ooh, just ooh. entry. Anyways, ridiculous. And then $12 yeah, beers. I don't even want to know. Honestly, didn't, didn't enjoy one. Cause I didn't want to know. Once I got that, I was like, all right, we're here. Let's go. <laughs> Everybody had a great time. Enjoy. Look at that pumpkin. It's really big. Let's go home. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but my son did get sixth in an FFA, uh, welding competition type cool. deal that they put together uh him and his uh classmates put together a bench from wagon wheels and then wood you know for the seat in the back on it nice. and they got sixth overall and it looked really amazing and i think he got gypped that's all i'm saying he should at least got third those welds were shit on that third place one okay <laughs> but anyways but, but his dad was the commissioner <laughs> it was of... it was oklahoma state colors so at, a, oh. at the ag related stuff, you're going to always win, you know, top three if you make it orange and black. But anyways, mm. so anyways, um, neither here nor there. Good job to my son. Um, yeah, but Texas been there. I can't remember what year it was. Long time ago. Uh, I think COTs were out. Wasn't it, so. wasn't it 2014 or something? Back, back before it global. Whenever McDowell ready. went to the wall. Yeah, yeah. McDowell went to the wall. I got to see that in qualifying. Um, besides 2008. That, yeah. Wow, that so that was when it was. Dude, we it was still in its prime. So I was like I tuned six. In, I tuned in for a little bit of this race, and what I looked at and what I saw was that where I sit is actually covered now, and there's like so much room to go to a Sunday NASCAR race compared to 08. So from 08 to 2023, and I'm sure it was after 08, but I can tell you I was there for 08. It was elbows to you know what's Sunday. Like you could barely get in, you could barely sit, you could barely move. 
15 years ago. It, Crazy. It, it has changed a lot of fan base wise. I don't know. Maybe that's some of that's due to COVID, right? Everything that's outside or public, it seems like it's kind of lowered in numbers. They're starting to come back up. I don't know if that has anything to do with it because I've been to a Texas Rangers baseball game this the other day and uh, that place was packed. So the Rangers can pack a, somewhere in Texas. They can pack a stadium, but NASCAR can't. So that might be something we wanted to talk about. It was days. too hot. Yeah, it was really no, it's hot. But still hot down here. Fall is not here. Yeah, it was 101 it's... here on race day in my town, and we're in probably not as hot as Texas Motor Speedway was. Yeah, but how do they fix that? Like, when are you going to go to Texas and it's not going to be hot during the race season? I don't know. Maybe just don't go to Texas. They, I, I, I don't know. They need to Easy. change that track. It sucks. Well, there's so many Add tracks that wind. have repaved. Yeah, <laughs> put some fans. Put some fans. It's easy. <laughs> big, big fans. Screw all the PG one and all that. Just put some fans in there and like some of those misters. <laughs> We're good. I got the uh, the dryers. Not We're like gonna bring out the ice machines. Watching the race, like fans cooling the fans. Yeah, when, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You bring fans, <laughs> you'll get fans. Okay. When I was there last year, they had massive porticles set up from like DFW police. Um everywhere and they were handing out last year's echo 500 um towels soaked in ice water for free to everyone and there were people struggling dude and that was like, last year don't die here it don't was, die here it was don't not die. as hot there was a lot of old people in wheelchairs that looked real sickly like he walked by i'm like you okay dude <laughs> he's walking by like that one's not gonna make it like you need some water dude all right i'll Fuck cut it. that but it was, it was rough <laughs> um <laughs> um so yeah no that's i don't doubt that they were i think cool it off 20 degrees and you'll see more fans uh, yeah and like i say you know it's one of the things that some places you can kind of play with that a little bit it gets hot later or whatever the case may be and i'm not trying to say that for you know texas is fans desert. equal I mean, it's not fans horrible. Are you listening it's to me? Fans. <laughs> but if you get fans, or, or like Antonio was saying, repave. Everybody's repaved. They've changed banking now. They can do all these things. Everywhere's done it. Um, is there, they've already dumped too much money in that the track. Issue, the issue with Texas Motor Speedway, if you remember being there, is that it is like it's been developed around it so mm -hmm. much mm -hmm. that like, like there's some room, but not a lot of room like yeah it is weird because they've got a dirt track next to it too right yeah there there's not much room for them to tear down and like you know there's not like they can't like tear down the banking without like taking it away one scoop at a time you know yeah so it's rough it's a rough project i feel for them but i don't know i don't think the repave they did was a good move though i'm not gonna lie it was like it didn't make it any better because what did they change it was one and two right yeah one and two is the way wide corner it's yeah. It never raced good. Like, I tried it on iRacing back, I don't know, like, when it first came out, and it sucked. And then they tried it in real life, and it sucked. And then, like, we've still been going there, and I don't know, like, I feel like 3 and 4, like, the racing's okay in 3 and 4, because that's, you know, basically the old 3 and 4. Like, nothing really changed in that corner, I think. Don't quote me on that. I don't remember. Again, repave a long time ago. Um, But... I do think 1 and 2 sucks, and with these aero cars, it, it really doesn't make it any better. Um, you know, like the whole race, it was just dirty air. And as soon as you got too high out of the top two grooves, it was, they were useless. There was one point in the race where I think Larson went up to go block Bubba and uh, Bubba had to go move up another lane to get some air on the splitter. And there was just no grip. He was just out of the grip. And then it was just, you know, it's, you can't really race. 
on your comment, I always want to maybe small discussion topic here. So Texas was came along with like the Kansases and the Chicago lands. We had all these tracks starting to form in like the late nineties, early two thousands, starting to come onto the circuit when these cars were still mechanical grip styled cars. Do you think that, and now that they raced the, those tracks when they came on circuit raced pretty good and they were entertaining. Do you think it's because we're going to the aero cars that these intermediate tracks aren't as good as they used to be? Um, I mean, yeah, it could have something to do with it because this all kind of came around about the same time. Um, it seems like these cars work a lot better on other tracks. So, I mean, yeah, there may be something to that. Unfortunately, I don't keep up with NASCAR enough now on a week-to-week basis, um, you know, and seeing the transition of the cars. I thought the aero cars made um, made the mile-and-a-halves better. Um, like, I don't think the mile-and-a-halves have been boring since they've changed cars. Because um, I do remember there was a time period, like, between, like, I don't know, was it, like, 2016 and 2019 where, like, the mile-and-a-half racing was just so bad. Like, I didn't even want to watch. Um, so I do think the new car did help with that. I think where Texas has issues is it's kind of like it's not a multi-groove track. Like the way one and two is, there's pretty much one lane to be fast, maybe two. Like I saw Blaney running an alternate line where he ran a little deeper into the corner, didn't actually apex it on the like line, and then he'd get a little bit of a more of a run out. But there's just not enough grip. Like one and two, three and four, you, you can't run high. You can run basically lane one or lane two, and that's all you got. And when you do that, it the cars stall each other out. They get arrow loose. Like for example, what happened with um with Larson there? I don't know if you guys saw, but they didn't. I don't think. I don't think they actually touched. I think it was just one of those arrow loose situations where the guy pulls up to the other guy's door, going into a corner, and just now there's no. I don't know how the aerodynamics work. I don't know if it just takes the air off the splitter now, or if it's just something to do with the splitter or the air hitting the front of the splitter, hitting the guy's car beside him, and then hitting his car. I don't know how the fuck it makes them loose, but I do know for sure that that track does not race well, and that is, it, I promise you that's the reason why, because every other track that's got multi-groove racing has an awesome race. Like, look at something like Kansas. Kansas has always had multiple grooves, and it was always been good. Homestead, as much as people hated it when it was the finale, that was when we had the shit car given. It, um, it has good multi-groove racing. Like, I don't know. I can't really complain about it. So, I don't know if the car made this track worse. I, I genuinely think the repave made it worse. I thought it was better before. Um, it definitely has its, had its fair share of decent races, but it's had its fair share of shit races too. So that's uh, that's my two cents on, on repaves and stuff. Uh, the track's been riddled with problems. I mean, I don't know. None of the drivers like it. Something's got to change. So Has we'll it given see. any good IndyCar races, Norman? Yeah, I think in, in IndyCar race. Yes, this past badass. year's IndyCar race was phenomenal. Now, it was scary as shit. Excuse my language, but yeah, they they were six guys there in the race running for first place, and I thought they, they were too wide. There's two by two by two. It's three rows of two cars side by side for like six laps battling for first place at 200 miles an hour, one wrong move. And you thought that you were going to see six people die. 
Yeah, and I mean, we could talk about it about it later when we talk about the indie schedule, but I did notice they did take Texas off the schedule. I don't know if that was a... I heard rumor, rumors that it was a negotiations thing with Texas Motor Speedway. I don't know if that's actually what it is. I didn't look too far into it because I'm not the IndyCar guy, so hopefully Norman has his facts ready. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> hint, hint, look it up now. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, no, I don't know if it's like a safety thing. Who knows? I mean, those. I mean, me personally, if I race IndyCar, I probably wouldn't want to race Texas Motor Speedway, but I also don't have gigantic nuts, so I couldn't tell you. Um <clears throat> But with that being said, I think we can probably roll into uh, the race and how it went. Um, first round of the round of 12, or first race, I should say, of the round of 12. Um, overall, I thought it was maybe a decent race. Um, there was a lot of cautions in the beginning half of the race. Like I think it took like an hour and 40 minutes just to get the first 100 laps done, uh, which, you know, the, the laps are 30 seconds a lap. That means it should be 50 minutes, so it's almost... It is double at that point. Um, so that wasn't really ideal. Um, couple that with a lot of good guys getting taken out. Like people who you thought were going to do good didn't end up doing good. And guys who you thought were going to suck ended up actually finishing really well. Case in point, Bubba Wallace. He was led like 100 laps. Uh, you know, he had unfortunate run of events at the end of the race that I think he ended up finishing like mid mid top 10 or something like that. Somewhere in the top 10. Um Nevertheless, he had a good result overall, which was huge for his playoff run. Um, but then you got other guys who sucked. You had Blaney, who had a terrible run. He was running like mid-20s, and then he eventually got up to the front at some point. And then, I'll be honest with you, I actually don't know why he fell back at some point, but Kyle Busch, like he's negative 17 down. Um, just all around. A lot of people didn't do good. I, I didn't even see Martin Truex Jr. that whole race too, so I don't even know how he did either. Did anybody know how you did? Probably not. But uh, anyways, stage one, Reddick got it. Stage two, Larson got it. And uh, for the race, William Byron ended up coming home with the win on a late race caution. Um, I thought Bubba was going to have it locked down, but he kind of had his, has the Denny Hamlin 23XI luck where uh, he ends up getting a late race caution that changes the result. So shitty for him, but... Other than that, I mean, there's not much to talk about. I don't think anything crazy happened that was worth talking about. I thought it was just overall kind of a mediocre race. Um, I don't know. That's, that's that's all I really got. Did you guys end up getting a chance to watch that race? I didn't watch it, but just to touch on what you're saying, Blaney actually ended up DNF. That's what it says on the scoring charts, um, 28th. And Martin Truex got 17th overall. Um, so not a real good day for him when you're talking about playoffs. Stenhouse Jr. up there in ninth, though. Top ten for him. Let's just go ahead and give it up, you know. Suarez, eighth. Yeah, My for question sure. is, and did, I, don't, I wasn't really fully listening. Um, did you talk about Ty Dillon losing a tire off a rim in the highlights of what I just saw? Uh, no, the I didn't. There was, a couple, there was a couple guys that ended up having tire problems. Um it wasn't it was just wheels just weren't getting put on oddly enough too it was the it was the right sides typically we see if there's issues usually the left sides come off so that was kind of weird yeah but um, what i saw in his is the tire and the wheel came worked together like the tire yeah. came off the wheel and the wheel came off the car yeah, I, I don't know if he just debeated it or what happened there i i was trying to look at that too cuz when i saw the rim obviously the rim like 
when you look at a, a rim without a tire on it, it's kind of like, I don't know, a U-shape. Like, there's, like, the actual sides of the rim. The, the, the rim of the rim. Anyways, <laughs> it looked like it looked like the back portion was, I don't know, I've, I've never seen those wheels up close, so I don't know. But it looked like the back portion was missing. So, it was weird. It was kind of like the tire just, like, slid right off. So, yeah, yeah. I have no idea how he debeated a tire. That was pretty cool, but. Yeah, uh-huh. no, his he lost rim and 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 tire. I don't know how, but I guess those are talking points. But yeah, no, I, it's I, weird. It just seemed interesting to me, so I just didn't. I didn't want to. I didn't know if anyone had any more information on. I would love to know what really happened there. I don't know why teams are struggling so much with these lug nuts. To be completely honest with you, and for those of you who don't know, basically NASCAR went to the single lug like uh, last year with the new car, and essentially how it goes on is it screws on. And then something pops up, kind of like a, what's a good example, like a pop-up table or like a pop-up tent. You know how they got that little metal tab that pops out into a hole? It's it's the same concept. So the wheel pops on and then that pops up and that's what holds the wheel on. So a lot of the time teams don't tighten the wheel enough. Like typically, sorry, I should say when you see the wheel fall off, typically they just, it's just because they didn't put the wheel on tight enough. Like they didn't actually screw it all the way down. So Typically, you see left side that happens on left sides because what happens is they do right sides first and then they come to the left side and then Jackman drops the, the jack while the tire guy is still tightening the tire and he never actually gets it fully tight. In this case, I don't know if they're just rushing too quick to get to the other side or what, but two re- right rears going off the car was a little strange for sure. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know what kind of challenges it created with pit stops. I, I would think you got more time. I mean... You still got to wait for fuel, so it's kind of weird. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they sped up the process of fuel, too, though, now. So if you look at pit stop times, they're like nine and a half seconds. That's really fast. Like, NASCAR stops used to be like 15 or 16 was a good stop. Now it's like nine and a half. Yeah, I remember like 13 and a half was just goofy. I remember, uh, I think Jimmy Johnson's team might have done that once, and you were just like blown away. Yeah, like 13 and a half was crazy, which it still is crazy. Like, when you think about the lug nuts, I mean, yeah, sure, they were skipping some here and there, except for the last stop of the race, but... Yeah, freaking 13 seconds. Like, now we're doing nine and a half. So, that's that's a substantial difference. So, I'm sure they sped the fuel up as well. But Formula One doesn't have problems getting single lug nuts on. Yeah, but so, the, I don't know. I wonder if it's like a flaw with the design or I don't know what I mean, it unless is. Unless their Maybe. gun doesn't turn green and they just keep hitting it, hitting it, and hitting it, hitting it. I yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> Toto, I sent you an email. It is not going on. <laughs> Both has his forty-three hour pit stop. <laughs> yeah, right. But uh, yeah, no, it was uh, it was weird. I mean, I don't know. It was, it was a decent race. I'm not nothing that's gonna make me hate it. Like I still watched it. Whatever. End of the day, it wasn't terrible. But I'm glad I watched it and I was able to fast forward. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah. Um, right. Watching it live would have been pain because it was like probably literally like a three and a half hour race. Um. Again, though, I talk about it all the time. It's one of those tracks I don't think we need to be doing that many laps i know it's like what was it 400 miles i guess because what's 400 divided by one and a half i'm per, i'm sure it's 267 that's how many laps we did but i don't know man tracks like that i'm just like do we need to be doing 267 like even 200 is a substantial difference you know what i mean but yeah. i don't know got to keep fans interested got to keep them there all day buying beer so it is what you gotta keep dave buying beer that's me because i ran so on there and i didn't Texas. bring enough in but anyways, Willie B not locks himself into the next round. Uh, right now we got Willie B, Danny Hamlin, Chris Busher, Christopher Bell, Martin Truex, all looking pretty hopeful to get through. Um, given we are going to Talladega, so that's all a toss up. But realistically, 
Uh, you got Ross Chastain, BK, and Kyle Larson. They're sitting in okay range, which, by the way, Kyle Larson was looking really good, and then now he's only plus two with that wreck. So you got to watch him at Dago. we got to see what happens because he might be on the struggle bus unless he goes out and wins the Roval. Um, but other than that, we got Bubba Wallace, Tyler Reddick, Ryan Blaney, and Kyle Busch on the bubble. Do you guys have any uh, – do we want to make any predictions of who's going to get eliminated this round? Kyle friggin' Bush. Yeah, it's probably a good bet, honestly, unfortunately, for the old head. Old head's got to stick with old heads. I personally am going to go with, and I'm not going with just the four that are on the bubble, but I don't think Bush is going to make it. He's been having a rough season. He just has not been doing good. Yeah, he hasn't had the best. I don't think Blaney's going to do it either. I'm not going to lie. He's, I, all like I was saying last week with Logano, man, all of Penske's just been sucking. I know Ford's been typically doing bad, but. I don't know. It's just not looking hopeful. Um, I actually think Bubba Wallace is going to make it. He's been doing really good. I think Tyler Reddick's also going to make it. I think we're going to lose Brad Keselowski. And I, it's kind of a toss-up between like Ross Chastain or Truex or C-Bell or something. I think one of those three are going to get struck by bad luck and take that fourth position. I haven't seen much from Chastain either, although somehow he did decent this race as well, but... Anyways, those are my four picks. I'm going to go with Chastain out of those. So Chastain, Blaney, Bush, and Keselowski are my takes for not making it through. You guys don't yeah. have to give your two cents if you don't want to. <laughs> those are pretty good. Um, I mean, yeah, I can't really add to that. Just Kyle freaking Bush is out. <laughs> I think a lot of like fans would just be devastated if Kyle Larson didn't make it in. Um, but like you said, Talladega, what if he gets wrecked out pretty soon? I mean, it could be out of his hands there. Um, the Roval, right? Somebody locks up going into a corner, could be out of his hands there. It's not yeah, two races you want to be leaning on, you know? No, I definitely would feel better if I was someone like Denny Hamlin or, well, Willie right. B's chilling, but yeah, right. someone like his, Denny with Hamlin his, or Busher. With his big ass hats. Yeah. Those, hat, those hats in pit lane. Come on, bro. Denny's got I think a good points gap, actually, too. Kyle Larson's going to... Not have a good race at Dago. But he's going to come in and he's going to dominate and win the Roval to jump himself back out of it. Has any of Norman's predictions actually went 100% true? That's the question. He's a good storyteller, but has any of them ever came to fruition? Who's counting? If I would have swapped my in and win pick this past week, I would have had another sweep. Yeah. So, my predictions no are normally close. They're but very there wasn't close. There was a good story with it, you know? <laughs> yeah, if he wins, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> if he goes down like that, I quit. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I think we got to change it up ne- next year, though, for the in and win at Bennett. I got a good idea for next round. I kind of like Uh-oh. how we've been, we've been doing it in, uh, kind of like how I've been doing it in this pool I'm in. This is actually so much more fun. But, anyways, yep. I think that's all we got for NASCAR. Um, yeah, I got move on, move on into Formula Formula Ones. Well, I was gonna say before we go to Formula One, oh. since typically we have oh, IndyCar yeah. filler here, do we want to touch over the IndyCar schedule? Because I know the 2024 IndyCar schedule did get released today, so it wouldn't be a bad idea to go over it quickly. Yeah. yeah. Well, Norman, do you want to roll us through it? Otherwise, I got it handy. If you if you don't, I got it. Okay, cool. Um, go for it. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna start the season where we normally do. We're gonna St. Pete. Uh, we're going to do the thermal club million dollar challenge at some club track. 
I'm not thrilled about. Yeah, what what is that anyways? I meant to ask you because I was looking at that and I don't really know what the hell it is. So there's a driving club in Cal. I want to say it's in California or Nevada. I'm pretty sure it's California. They have their own track. It's private. I think it has villas that go all the way around the track and all these rich people with their rich sports cars go out and drive their car and think they're race car drivers around this track and they're not. They're literally like driving five miles an hour around a track because their car is worth more than our house is worth. So, uh, I don't know. I'm not. We'll see. I've not really seen a layout of the track either. But they've been. T- they talked about it all last year during the races, and I kind of just like ignored it because I didn't want to make it true. But it is true. Uh I noticed they added Milwaukee Mile back too, which was cool. Yes, we're, we lost Texas. The reason we lost Texas is the um, NASCAR race that we were talking about earlier is moving to the spring next year for Texas. And because of that, there's nowhere for them to put the IndyCar race at Texas. And IndyCar didn't want to extend their schedule, so they dropped Texas instead of extending their schedule. You know, they should start extending their schedule. I'm not going to lie. It's pretty short. It feels like it's short and there's a lot of gaps. Here's here's a quote. Um, we, we can see on weekends when we have certain competitions, it takes away from some of our fan base. That's what Pinsky says. Talking about the deeper they go into the fall, football starts, and they have a drop-off in um, people watching. So that's why they don't want to extend their season. Yeah, but they have lots of off weeks throughout the season. Like, why don't they just fill it with more races? Like, for example, I'm looking at the schedule right now, and I can see that there is a gap. I had it right in my head. There's, it's like middle of June. There's a the third. No, the big gap, gap is between March and April. You have a month off right there. Oh yeah, yeah, true. That's right. They did that last year too, didn't they? Didn't they have the first round and it was a month off? Like that was yeah. so stupid. And this year we'll go a race off race and then we'll have a month off yeah Um, it's just stupid other than that though the schedule is basically the same is it not yeah then we go to long beach barber indy road and then we have the 500 which technically we have a large break between the indy road course and the 500 but we have the weekends filled with practice and qualifying for that uh we go back to detroit road america um, Laguna Seca has been moved to June, which is going to be interesting because I think it's going to be, I figure that's going to be kind of a hot race. Uh, oh, I didn't even notice that. That's true. The, the finale swap was very yeah. nice. Then mid Ohio, then we have the double header at Iowa. And then we go to Toronto. And then we go to Gateway Portland. Interesting that then we go to the Milwaukee Mile, which is nice. And then, so we'll have two. Two races at the Milwaukee Mile in one weekend. Um, and then we'll go to the Nashville for the finale. And the Nashville circuit looks like dull crap. I don't understand why we we changed it. I know we wanted to go down Broadway, but why didn't we leave the other side of the river the same and just have a really cool-looking track? Hold on. Is that the one where they go over a bridge? Yeah. It's yes, they bridge. go over a bridge. <laughs> Do they go over a bridge? Just a few times. So It looks... Uh, it looks du- <sighs> I don't know if they made it better or worse. Really, to be honest with you, it's probably better. 
The only change really is Laguna Seca gets moved up to where Nashville was. Nashville gets dropped down to September to end. We lose Texas and we add two races in Milwaukee. So we have one more race this year. Uh, and then we have, I forgot, we added the the Thermal Club. Which let's look at that track real quick. It's not even a points paying event, though, to be fair. Is it not? It's exhibition? It says non championship event. What the but hell? Anyways, why, even, why, why would you even well, show up with your car? NASCAR in the Coliseum, <laughs> right? Well, yeah, true. Yeah, fair enough. You know what I will say, uh, though? The Nashville track is so stupid. Like, the fact that they need to use the bridge is just so dumb. Like, literally, from turn two to four is just a complete waste of time. Like, you literally drive across a bridge and then do a U turn and come back across the bridge. And have you seen the pit lane? Oh, my God. Yeah, I want to look at what the Thermal Club's about. I just put a link in the Discord. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Check it out. And the Nashville season just makes me, the Nashville track just makes me want to die. That just really, oh, well, that, that gives me like Saudi Arabia vibes. So it's a country club for a rate for cars. It's what this is. Stupid. All right. Anyways. Well, Levi, roll us into some Formula One because I don't want to talk about any car anymore. They suck. So Formula One uh, jumping in. Uh, J- J- Japanese Grand Prix. The old Japanese at the old Suzuki's. Um, I like the track. I like the track because it's got a little bit of everything, man. The S is when you first start the lap and then you've got some really technical... They're not high speed, but mid speed corners that are man. That one under the bridge is really. If you ever race the track on like i racing or anything, if you don't hit it right, and a lot of the guys didn't, you know, during quality and practice and stuff, it can get out of hand pretty quick. Um, and then the back back stuff is just technical. You just got to hit the apexes the correct way and keep your car in the right spot. And then you come down to a slowdown right before you go across the start finish line, which I really don't like. But a lot of tracks are set up that way. But uh, yeah, I like the track. I don't like the names. Norman's big on the names of the corners and stuff, and I don't understand any of them. You know what I mean? Like, what was it, one like R132 or? It's the radius of the corner. Oh, my gosh. Are you kidding me, bro? That's the best we can come up with? I mean, Monza at least has the two Lesbos. I mean, Lesmos, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyways, yeah. So, and we're canceled. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, Japanese Grand Prix. It could also be called, I think, what, Front Wing Grand Prix? Or maybe the Retirement Grand Prix? There were so many front wings changed. I was counting them. I was telling my wife. We were sitting there looking. She's like, how much money? I was like, they're like 250000 or something on wings. So, like, they have went through a good million, I think, on just front wings today. Seems did like Perez, did they have to super glue one of his wings back together to put him back on track? Something happened because he sat there for 40-something <laughs> laps. Now he's 13, 14, 15 laps of a 50-lap race, 50-something lap race. Like, he just sat in the pits. But anyways, I think the big uh, talking point, really practice went fairly unscathed. Uh, there was a couple of off-tracks and this and that. Um, but the biggest thing, I think, in my mind was Logan Sargent. He's trying to put on a good show for Williams. He's trying to put on a good show to anybody else that he may have to lean on for a spot in the future. Um, and what does he do? He goes out and demolishes his car in qualifying. Uh, wreck is not a good word. He demolished it. I don't think there was anything square on that car no. once he wrecked it. I mean, he smoked it. It was a yeah. good one. Um, But yeah, as far as that goes, you know, you had your uh, McLaren's really put on a show in qualifying and got the, you know, uh, top two spots there with uh, Max on the podium, of course. Uh, start the race. 
Um, warm-ups, I mean, it was a hot track. I'll go to that far. It was hot there. They were talking about tire deg being a big deal, and it, and it was, but it was for everybody pretty much. I didn't see anybody, you know, have just uncalled for this car for some reason had way more degradation than any other one. Um, since they left it open, I noticed there was a lot of guys that were kind of locked into a pit strategy for tires due to using up, you know, some of the softs and quality because they didn't do that thing where they make you do hards in uh, Q1 and Q2, Q3, you know, yellows and reds and all that stuff. It was wide open. So a lot of those guys were using up those reds just to get in further down the line as they could in the qualifying. But, uh, yeah, first lap, there was some shenanigans. Uh, I think there was some that was four wide there in one spot. Ocon pushed Botas into uh, Albon, and then, you know, Joe got damage off of somebody's wing coming back to hit him. And, um, they, they took a wild call in the uh, first caution, too. I thought that was kind of wild. And they let him drive back through it, which I was not a big fan of. I probably would have called a, a, a red flag there if it was me. But they didn't. Uh, kept the race going. Uh, McLaren's got a good start, but uh, they got a real good start, actually. Was it uh, Piastri, I think, on the inside? Is that right, or was Norris on the inside? One of them was on the inside, and Max looked like he was blocking him so much that he never really saw that. I'm pretty sure it was Lando went up the outside. Almost got around him. It wouldn't have mattered. He would have tracked him back down. He was on another planet again. But, uh, yeah, they put on a good show pushing pushing that hard. Um, and they ended up, you know, doing really well and standing with him on the podium at the end of it. But, uh, yeah, the Perez was kind of the goofy thing, man. Dewis didn't qualify well. And then he gets a, uh, up after the first caution or second caution, he comes out of the pits and passes a couple guys. He passed like three guys, let two of them back around. Then he took a while of getting somebody else around. And then he got a, a five-second penalty for it. No, the penalty actually, I in the race, because I, I watched the race this morning. I wasn't able to watch it this weekend. His penalty was for his pit entry. He passed a oh. car on pit entry. See, I thought it was on the exit. I thought they said it was, we thought it was the entry, and then later on they showed where he had passed a couple of guys, got back on a track, tucked in line, and then let him back around, but didn't let, like, Albon around or something. But he ended up letting him around. But either way, I mean, yes, he probably gained some positions. But uh, I don't understand. It's kind I of think, a rough one. There should I be some rules or something that are black and white. I think in that situation... He comes out, he joins in where he is, and then they come out with the radio and say, no, give up these positions. This is where you actually need to be. It's how they should handle that, not penalize him. Yeah, because he don't know where he's supposed to be or whatever. And it looked like if that's if it is the out one that I'm thinking of, because like you said, there was some controversy on whether he passed it, because he came, there's a, there's a, for anybody that doesn't know, Suzuka's got kind of one of those longer uh, entries into pit lane. So he came off the track at VSC speed and then gassed it, and then slammed on the brakes so he wouldn't get a speeding penalty. And then out, it looked like he was almost dodging debris more than looking at where he was at. And then figured out, oh crap, these guys are right here. I need to let them by. Um, but either way, like Norm was saying, I don't think you really gain an advantage, which is usually why you get plus five penalties, plus five second penalties. Um, anyways, win or lose, he got the five second penalty. He'd already broken a wing. Uh, comes back out and we go green. And he didn't take long. He was pushing up through there. He's making some uh, questionable questionable moves, if you can ask me. Uh, he was being very aggressive, which he knew he had to make up. But then he uh, tried to make a very, very bad late, late lunge on K-Mag uh, down into one of the hairpins. 
got a, a, and accumulated another five-second penalty. Um, they just said, you know what, Perez, you're done. Get in here, park yeah, it. That was sad, dude. So for a Red Bull, I mean, and I'll, you know, if you, if you watch anything and you're here listening, if not, uh, spoiler alert, they, they locked up the Constructors Championship um, with this race. And it's kind of embarrassing that you have Max, which I think Antonio might have touched on it. His fastest lap of the race was like a whole second. Is that right? Faster than anybody else? If if or, that's what the F1 site's saying, then that's that's 100% what it says. Like, you got one car that's doing that, and you got another car that couldn't even get out of the pack uh, without getting 10 seconds worth of penalties and retiring the car. They can say all day long that Perez's job is safe, but if this keeps happening, these kind of things, every five races, it's it's got to come around somebody's better. I mean, somebody's got to be able to do better than that. But 1.1 second faster. Yeah, I mean, he is just literally on rails. That is complete domination and for for uh uh Perez. If you had a non-driver of the day, I think he would have got that. I think he would have got that award. With Max's dominance, he doesn't need a teammate. So next year, why doesn't Red Bull just run one car and it be Max and see if they can win the constructors champion that way? They probably they would. Could. And then get they sponsored by Walmart. Save money, live better. <laughs> Walmart. What was that Walmart? <laughs> what was that Walmart? Uh, uh, there was a Walmart sponsored race this year. The quicker state, five, like four fifty, presented the, by Walmart. Yeah, presented by Walmart. Oh, I that's, never that's saw that. <laughs> Red Bull <laughs> presented by Walmart. No, I think it was the shop at Walmart. It had a, it had a stupid <laughs> name. Hold on. <laughs> Anyways, while he's looking that up, we'll come back to the Walmart. But yeah, uh, oh, go ahead, go ahead. It was the Quaker State 400 available at Walmart. <laughs> available at Walmart? What? That was, that was the, what the race was The race is available at Walmart. The Quaker State 400 available at Walmart. Okay. <laughs> I just had right. to get that in there. <laughs> I wasn't um, quite ready for that. So, whatever you're doing this Saturday in Alabama... Norman will be available at Walmart. Available at Walmart. No, I don't really go to Walmart. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, yeah, to finish up with Perez, he uh, he had a very bad day. Uh, he got out of the car. Uh, they were going to retire it. Come to find out, they were like, oh, wait, you got five-second penalty. If you don't take it now, it may roll over to the next race because it's an FIA thing. It's not a race-specific thing. So what he does is he gets back in the car and then sits there. For like 15, 20 laps. And then comes out, does a lap, comes back in, serves penalty, does another lap, then retires the car. Which everybody was just going on and on and on about. I was like, he didn't get in the way of anybody that I know. And they were just trying to play the game. But the FIA is now for sure going to make a rule against it. They said uh, for next season or maybe even from now on, you can't do that. If, if you do retire the car, it's retired. So. So if I am Williams and I watched them do this with Perez, why didn't they do it with Logan? Yeah, I, I think they just accepted Logan sucks at this point. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, well, he, he I guess because his great penalty wouldn't really be a penalty because he's gonna be last anyway to start the race. Yeah, and simple fact that he wrecked the car again. I mean, it's just one of the. I don't know if they could have got his car back out when he they they gave him a penalty. I forgot to say that at the beginning of the race. He started from the pits. Uh, Mister Irrelevant started from the pits because they said that they pretty much built his car a new car. Like they changed so many things that it was a new car. So he had to start from the from the pits. It's like that's how bad he wrecked it the first time. Then he wrecks it again. But 
I don't know how long we're going to get to see him. Um, rumors are that Mick, Mick might be gunning for his seat, Mick Schumacher, which they're in the Mercedes family, and we've done we've seen Russell come up from there before. So I don't think that's a bad move for him. They've got speed, decent speed for what they were. They've done a big jump. It's kind of like McLaren. They've jumped, but they were at the very bottom when McLaren was in the mid-pack. But they've made a good jump in their car. Uh, they're not dead last. Albon's putting some good stuff together. Anyways, uh, the other stories of the weekend for me, anyways, was the little bit of back and forth you had between the two Mercedes. Uh, I think Hamilton should have been called off of Russell. I don't know how many times. Uh, that was crazy, uh, what he was doing to his teammate. Uh, bad enough that Russell got on the radio and said, are we going to race each other or are we racing the other teams? I mean, when... when Russell's pretty quiet most of the time on the radio. He doesn't get too rowdy, especially with his teammate. And, and then at the end of the race, he got past him and he said, hey, so, you know, he, he didn't want to let him pass. Um, they were on a little bit different tire strategy at four or five laps or whatever. But they said that, you know, he needs to uh, let him around. And then uh, he says, well, that's great. If we're going to let him around and do this whole team thing, then uh, is he going to give me DRS to keep me away from signs? And he tried, but he didn't try too hard. It was enough that Sign saw it, so I guess he did good enough. Because Sign said, they're using my own uh, tricks against me. Like, he's the only one that's ever done this. But push cars into other cars and different things. But, uh, yeah, that, that might come around. I'm, I don't know about you guys, but I think the tables will turn there at Mercedes. I think Russell's starting to be their driver, and Hamilton isn't uh, as much of a top dog as he'd like to be. Wasn't Bono calling the shots this weekend since Toto wasn't Toto, there? Toto wasn't there. Toto wasn't there. So Bono was calling the shots, and that's his old engineer. I don't think it would have made a difference whether they would have switched the drivers or not. I think Sainz was going to do what he did, but I disagree with Mercedes' call there. Like, I didn't think that was necessary at all. Like, George went from fifth to seventh, like, quickly, and I didn't think it was a good call. I thought it was kind of stupid, personally, actually. Well, and I mean, do y'all do y'all think that there was, should have been any team orders at the first towards the first of the race when they got so aggressive? I, I think Hamilton should have moved over for George in the beginning of the race. To be completely honest with you, like he was clearly faster, and then they're just attacking each other and running all over the track, and then Hamilton yeah, runs him wide and spoon. It's just like, what are we doing? Yeah, how much time are we losing there? You know, right, right. Anyways, well, they can always swap back, like we've seen them do in the past, but. I'm surprised nobody said anything about Gasly and fucking Ocon yelling at each other. Friggin' Ocon let by Gasly because Gasly was catching him and he said he was faster or something. So they let him by, which was cool. So then Gasly tried to go run down the other guy. Then coming to the final lap, they, they talked to Gasly and they were like, hey, bro, so you didn't catch the car in front of you, so you got to let him back by. And Gasly started, like, losing his shit because he's like, well, I've built a 2.2-second <laughs> gap. Like, what is that? But... I guess typically in the past, like with uh, when Daniel was there and when uh, Alonzo was there, they, they would typically, how they would do it is you can pass the other guy, but if you can't go get the car in front, then you have to swap give back. It back. You yeah. give it back. So, I don't know. Gasly didn't get the memo or something, but he, he was pissed off and like swearing on the radio and hand signals and mama miaing all over the place. <laughs> and and uh, anyways, he, he was not happy about the swap, swap back, and he waited until like right out of the final chicane to let him by, um, which it's one of those things where I I don't actually know which side to support because 
a lot of people were just attacking Gasly being like, well, that's how the rules work. But at the same time, I was thinking like, I'm like, well, he did build the 2.2 second gap. Like, would it make sense to just swap? But I guess at the same time, maybe you should have let him battle. But at the same time, it was for ninth and 10th. So it's like, does it really matter the extra point? But I don't know. Racers, well, racers, they'll yeah, point. I think it's one of those you swap it back because it would have took some tires, right? Tire life. And it would have took some more time if I make you pass me legitly. Like, do you know, just racing instead of letting you buy. So I'm, I'm actually giving you, I'm <laughs> handing you like a second half in the race. Here you go. I'm going to give this to you. But if you can't make that pass, you can't catch that guy, then I want to go and get that spot back because in the record books, I feel like I could have elbowed you out and kept you behind me. That's one thing to it. catch someone. It's another thing to pass them, but I'm not going to fight you. I'm going to let you buy. Yeah. No, give it back. Yep. Yeah, but but after it's over, give it back. Now, when your driver's the one that gets to go around, you're frustrated as a fan. You're like, no, screw that. 2.2 seconds. You should be closer than that. But anyways. But yeah, uh, as far as the Grand Prix goes, wasn't the best Grand Prix. Wasn't the worst. I mean, there were some things going on all the time. It seemed like we watched Perez in the pits a lot. And uh, I really feel bad almost. And I'm just yelling going to be like, shut up. But it's like, I feel bad for Max. Because he dominated the race. We saw him for the first couple laps and like the last lap. Like they really didn't even show him that much because there's just so much not going on with him. And I'm sure they're probably figuring everybody's tired of seeing his car. But uh, like I said, it's just frustrating for the guy. But uh, yeah, as far as the Grand Prix, I got nothing else. Uh, the next one will be in, in uh, Qatar on October 8th. So we'll go into October before we have another race. Um, but uh, I think that one's going to be on the Espen, you know, as, and- as usual. But. Do we want to give the update on the Innit, Winnit, and Bennett from this past well, weekend? First off, first off, before I finish, and then we'll go to the Innit, Winnit, and Bennett. <laughs> um, Alfatari extended her, uh, Danny Ricardo, my boy Rick, that we're always talking about. They extended him through 2024 with Sonoda. Um, and that leaves Lawson kind of out with no ride uh, for next season, which is very, very uh, odd. It's a really bad Lawson deal. Lawson, Williams, <laughs> and Logan's out. Well, no, because that's a, he'd have to switch sides. No, nah. that only happens with a man named Piastri. <laughs> no, nah. Helmet Marco is going to sacrifice Sergio Perez to some weird German entity, and we'll see Lawson at Red Bull. Dude, I think he deserves a ride, right? <laughs> the kid is talented, but maybe the times isn't right right now. Maybe they're promising him something down the road. It's I right don't know, but oh, dude, I'm telling you, the kid's starting to grow on me. He's really, really impressive. And he was in my, my guy's seat, and I'm still pretty impressed. But uh, anyways, as far as, rumors go, yeah, as far as rumors go, we got to look at That one's over with. There was always, where's Ricardo? Where's Ricardo? You know, where's Lawson? Lawson's going to go back down, I guess, for now. Um, I'm sure he'll probably be a reserve driver, possibly, maybe. But uh, I hope not. I, feel, I kind of always feel bad for the reserve drivers. But Ricky and Sonoda for Alphatari, and then uh, we're going to keep an eye out on Mick. I think everybody here wants to see Mick Schumacher run again. I don't think he got a full shake there um, at Norman's team, the old Haas F1. He was there with Seb no one this gets weekend. a fair shake there. Following him around. He was. Yeah. He was. Uh, Seb was doing a good bee, beehive thing. He was building beehives. He's I love that, saving man. the world. I love Gotta love Vettel. Did you? <laughs> gotta love that guy. Like, how do you not love Vettel? He's making beehives. Anyways, yes. In it, win it, bin it. Updates. Where are we standing, Mr. Antonio? All right, rolling through the in it, bin it, and win it from last week. So, little recap. I'm so thrilled to do this too. I don't, I don't really. I'm not thrilled. So, uh, we'll run you through. I'll just go top to bottom uh, alphabetically. So, I picked Sonoda to bin it. 
uh, signs to be in it and Hamilton to win it. And unfortunately, all I got was my signs in it pick. So I came home at one point. Uh, Dave picked Gasly to win it, Hamilton to be in it, and Perez to win it. And unfortunately, he came home with just the Hamilton in pick. Uh, Levi picked Sargent to win it, Norris to be in it, and Signs to win it. And he came home with two points, one for Sargent being in it and one for Norris being in it. And uh, last but somehow not least anymore, we have uh, Al, uh, Norman picked Albon to win it, uh, Norris to be in it, and Alonso to win it. Um, and he got the Albon pick and the Norris pick correct, so that got him two points. So uh, we're looking in the points total with uh, six rounds remaining. Uh, it is currently a three-way tie for first for with 15 points. And last but not least, we have Dave. Uh, with nine points cinderella story it's, i didn't hear no bell <laughs> <laughs> you're not out of it yet you still have He's 18 really available not. points there's 18 available points on the board guys wow 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 y'all don't know what's coming i think i do know what's coming true but whoever <laughs> hits the win pick that one's hard uh, apparently it so is hard the pick the nah, win pick's been Swerp. I, when I saw Albon go in the air this weekend to start the race, I was like, just retire the car. Why aren't you retiring? Then they retired Logan's car. I'm like, why aren't you retiring Albon? And then they retired him, and I went crazy. Albono. Oh, no, so, my yeah. tires are gone. We will, uh, we'll be touching base on that again once we uh, get around to the October 8th weekend. But uh, for now, uh, I think we had some real racing actually going on from one of our Esteemed, uh, <laughs> colleagues, yeah, our boy Norman uh, down there in Alabama has some yeah. racing. What about it, man? Tell us about it. Uh, I ran in the uh, not even gonna try to pronounce the name of the race because, um, in this series of 24 Hours of Lemons, they come up with some really crazy names. It's like the Colonial and Sinkhole race or whatever. Um, it's at the National Corvette Museum's Motorsports Park. And I guess you'll understand where the sinkhole pun comes from since the Corvette Museum had the massive sinkhole in it. What was that? Seven, eight years ago? What is it, it there in Bowling? Is it in Bowling Green or is that in a different place? Yes, Bowling Green, Kentucky, which is also home of Western Kentucky, but it's not in Western Kentucky. So kind of weird. Just just something I thought about while I was there this weekend. Sidetrack right there. Uh but yes, 24 hours of lemons for y'all that don't understand it. It's supposed to be, um, these are air quotes, a $500 car. Uh, try to run. It's big normally, air quotes. Yeah. Normally big like a quotes. 14 to 16 hour race span over two days. You normally run like eight hours on Saturday and eight hours on Sunday. I think we were more of a 14 hour race. I think we ran seven and a half and six. That's how our race got split up. This weekend, but very fun. Uh, most of the people show up with full blown race cars. They do some crazy things. We had a Ford Maverick in the race this weekend, but it wasn't a Ford Maverick. It was an O2 Corvette with a Ford Maverick body set on top of it. Uh, it was fast. I think it finished like top five. That's lemons in a nutshell. And the nutshell pun, if you watch the wrap up videos, you'll understand. What the nutshell means, uh, but we don't watch the yeah, videos. I got invited with about a week to go into the race to by a team called Cheat and Slow out of here in Birmingham to go be a driver for them. 
a good team. They run a uh, 94, I want to say, um, E36 convertible. It had um, just been motor swapped with an M3 motor from that same era, from the E36. So we were expecting a, a lot more power in the car. Uh, and it did. Uh, we got, so you have to give you more inspection things. So you go through tech inspection to make sure your car is safe. And then you have to go through what they call BS inspection. And they class your car. A class is for all the cars that are really fast and going to run the whole race. That's A class. B class is the, the mid-tier cars. Um, could have some issues, and you might be a little bit slower. And then C class is the cars that probably aren't going to finish the race and are slow as Christmas. Or they might be fast, but they're going to blow up, and they're not going to be able to finish the race. So this car normally is an A class zero lap car. Um, they'll give you penalty laps to help kind of even the field. Uh, we talked them down to B class because the car hadn't been performing in A class. They never looked at the motor, so we got lucky there. And um, the team that was padded next to us um, was there with us. He wanted to give us some laps because we were coming down from A class. And they talked him into giving us three laps for the M3 because it had a three in the net in the motor. So we were, we started off three laps down, uh, which hurt us. Uh, but Saturday, um, I was able, we looked like we were going to have to run four different stints. Um, my stint was the middle stint, lots of cautions in it. And I was able to, save fuel under cautions. Um, it was hot. So luckily I'd taken a gallon size ice or a gallon size Ziploc bag and thrown ice in it and put it under my race suit to keep me cool. Um, which made me not worry about being in the car that long, but I kept getting my stint extended because of so many cautions. Unfortunately, about 15 minutes before I was supposed to be pulled out of the car. I go into, if you look at the track, it's called the Mazan chicane. It's, turn one a and turn one B it looks just like a Mazan chicane and you downshift right there into third gear out of fourth going through that chicane. And when I went to grab third, uh, there were no gears, nothing. The whole shifter was limp. Uh, luckily I was able to diagnostic on the side of the inner the side of the interstate, the side of the racetrack. I pulled off to the side, realized I was still in fourth gear. I told, radioed back to the paddock, what was I was feeling and everything. And they pretty much said, okay, we've lost a pin in the shifter linkage. They towed me in and we lost 20 minutes of total track time right then and there. Um, and they asked me to extend the stint to 30 minutes. Then um, I had enough fuel to make it. And that would let us um, only have to three um, stint the day. But then 30 minutes ago in the race when the owner of the car was in the driver's seat, we had catastrophic engine failure. Cylinder six tried to exit through the intake valves and it doesn't work. Love it when that happens. Yes. This is the first time I've seen a motor, a piston inside the air intake. 
in pieces. <laughs> That's not a good look. No. Um, but luckily, the owner and the team owner next to us, who are really good friends, stayed up till 4 o'clock in the morning motor swapping that son of a gun. Put another motor in it. and Hold on. Hold on. What's their beer drink? Uh, no beer, but a lot of vodka and whiskey. Okay, well, there you, there you go. go. So we got done right. <laughs> um, they got the motor put back in the car, um, got it up and running. We came out. So we finished the day right before the motor blew. We were sitting 24th. By the end of the day, we were dropped down to 30th. And how this works is we ran till 5 o'clock on Saturday, and then the checkered flag comes out. The race will continue. The green flag will drop. Sunday morning, the same race will continue. So you have the night to work on your car. So we we pretty much were in a free zone to put a motor in a car and not lose anything. We just lost 30 minutes that we lost at the end of the day. Um, it's crazy. Yeah. Started Sunday and 30th, so we only had lost six positions. Um, came out, they, they put me in the car first because they trusted me to understand the car and the owner didn't want to start the day. Um, cause he was going to double stint me that day. So he asked me to start, start the stint to kind of fill the car out. Just turned out, just turned some slow, just methodical laps and just got faster and faster and faster. Keep an eye on gauges. Came over the radio about five laps in the stint. And I was like, this this engine feels great. It feels like it has a lot more power. Step, I kept building. I kept building. And then about lap 10, I gave it about 98%. I found some clean track. And I, I sent it. And the motor was a thousand times better. Um, not even trying to beat my lap time from Saturday. Smoked it by three seconds. Um. So I, I just, I fell in the groove and I just, they gave me the all clear that it seemed like the motor's going to hold. I kept an eye on the gauges, but I, I drove, they want to keep me in the car for an hour. They ended up giving me an hour and 30 minutes in the car. Um, and I just head down and try to do what I could do. Um, turn the car over to our third driver His name's Raji. Um, he went out and did his job, did really good. Um, Got it. I, I got out of the car. We still were in 30th, but right after he got in the car, he started picking off. He's, I got him in the position so he could start picking off positions. Um, then he got us up to 26. We put the owner, Blake, in the car. He got us um, all the way up to 25th, 24th, and then we didn't really understand the pit cycles and who was on what pit cycle. Because we were all we were thrown off because of how we ran our stints, um, but he's putting me in the car with an hour and fifteen minutes in the day, and he told me just bring the car home. I didn't even run; I never even pushed the gas to the floorboard the whole time. I feathered it around the track. I set my lap times about two fifty, two thirty, two fifty five lap times the rest of the race just to see checkered flag. Um, somehow, I guess in the pit cycles, we actually managed to jump all the way up to 20th and, um, finished in 20th and we wanted 25th is all we asked for. So very successful weekend with an engine swap and a, um, shifter linkage break. Um, 
we added it up without the penalty laps, without the shifter linkage, and without the engine, we were a um, top eight car in the race. Congratulations, man. Hell yeah. yeah. Top 10. Uh, well, it was top 20, but we could have been top 10. But Hey, we'll take it. No, it take it. When you when you replace a motor at a racetrack and you still finish top twenty out of seventy six drivers or seventy six cars, you take it. Yeah, yeah, and you got to race a real car around a real track, so you're doing better than me, bud. Oh yeah, hell had yeah. A, had a blast. Got to thank the guys over at Cheat and Slow um, for letting me come. I hope hope I I impressed them enough that they'll invite me back here in December to Atlanta. We'll see about that. Uh, we get some stickers made by then, so you can slap the old lap zero on there. Yeah, and the um, they gave me I got six hours inside the car on a fourteen hour race, so can't complain about that. Hell no, that's amazing. I always figured if I owned one, I'd be the one to be in it the most. You know what I mean? So yeah, pretty, pretty legit. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, but 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 technically, I mean, Antonio can back me up on this. Norman was driving a car that blew a engine. True. I mean, it just keeps following him around. <laughs> Seems to be a common reoccurrence. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's eye racing. So, so is it uh, art imitates life, or does life imitate art? Because <laughs> he's always blowing him in eye racing. Uh, well, anyways, hey, yeah. I do have to say, um, I also beat the owner's fastest lap by um seven tenths. So, ooh, sheesh. Yeah, now. <laughs> I think yeah. he, if he actually didn't stay up all night putting a motor in the car and was fully focused, he would have smoked my lap time. I think he could have got a 235 there. Um, but it's good still, stuff. It Heck was yeah. a blast. But, so, Antonio, what do we got coming up for next week on NASCAR? I don't think we talked about that. Where are we going to? We're going to Talladega. Hey, Dega, baby. Everybody yeah. loves Dega. I mean, except for the people that don't. Yeah, true. My country, we don't like you anyway, so it's okay. Yeah, they're going down to going down to Norman's part of the. Hey, you should woods. go, Norman. It would actually be a good race. Nah, we uh, don't go there anymore. I haven't gone since Davey Allison was racing. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been since 2006. No, when Davey Allison was racing. Um, last time me and Norman's been to a NASCAR race was the same year. That's just <laughs> old dudes right there. Yeah, y'all. Oh wait, you're no so way. old. Wow, I'm so damn old. Uh, <laughs> Um, Anyways, I think that wraps it up for uh, lap 36. We'll put her in the old books. Come back next week when we figure out who the heck drove a number 37. Is there a Formula yeah, uh, is a Formula 137, right? Oh, is that Kvyat's number? Kvyat, sorry. The torpedo. I think so. Max's tunnel, oh buddy. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Anyways, thanks for tuning in. Uh, hit us up on Discord. Uh, we tell you every week, be sure not listening. Discord, Discord, Discord. Uh, yeah. Besides that, League Zero's back up. They're doing the uh, Super Formula. Uh, look up League Zero there. Uh, his number is 26. It doesn't count. Uh, hit up League Zero, LeagueZero.net, if I remember right. Um, find us on any of the uh, weird places that you like listening to things and whatnot. If you're already listening to this, you found one. Good for you. Also on Instagram and Facebook. Oh, yeah. Instagram, Facebook. Um, like I said, Team Goon Squad out there in YouTube country. Oh, yeah. Sign uh, up, up for the um, Super Speedway Challenge October 4th in Team Goon Squad. 
Oh, we got another one. I did not know it. Did I miss this? I need to go yeah, check October them updates. 4th. Oh, no. Ooh. It's on the 4th. Yeah, you can't make it. That's tough. Man, he won the last one. Come uh, on now. I can't. I got to retire now like freaking Nico Rosberg did. Yep. <laughs> I want it. Who wants to win more than one championship? I've already done this. I'm going to do something else. Oh, you're going to you're gonna be at the end of the races uh, just doing interviews with guys. That's what you decided to do instead of racing. Anyway, stay stuck by... See ya. Love you. And Ford Sox and so does Norman. See you later.